Welcome back to Conversations for the Good. Hello, Dr. Jane. Hello, Anna. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm just fine, thanks. It's always good to be together. Yes, it certainly is. And well, 35 podcasts exploring how to live more consistently from our best and highest self. What a year, 2022. We began with a commitment to deepen our understanding and experience, as you put it, what it is to be fully human by living from the best version of ourselves. Well, that's right. And this means identifying habitual thinking and behavior patterns and using our present moment awareness, you know, and and making conscious choices to do things differently. You know, the key here is becoming skillful and experiencing present moment awareness so that the conscious choice is an available option. And we did this routinely in numerous episodes by going to our breath, turning toward our thoughts, feelings, body sensations, and impulses, and always noticing what was arising without any judgment or criticism. Yes. And this is where we access the observer self position in our consciousness. You know, this position allows us to be aware of exactly what's happening in the moment in a very neutral way. So we're, we're really engaged in seeing what's going on. And it's like, wow, I'm doing that thing again. Gee, you know, that doesn't feel good at all. I think I'm going to, and this is when we can shift gears and make a new choice. We become very aware in the moment that we need to make a different choice and explore alternatives, but always first pulling our energy away from fueling the dysfunctional negative patterns. So this requires changing our focus of attention and may involve the simple practice you just mentioned, bringing our full attention to our breath, following the breath, the inhale, the exhale, you know, our body's response to the breath. By changing the focus of our attention and concentration, we're actually stepping away from the dimensions within us that, that are probably creating and perpetuating our negative reactivity. Yes, it really is an ongoing dialogue with ourselves, isn't it? For sure. You know, and an ongoing um, discovery process because we want to get to the place where we can identify and experience what feeds and fuels the unhealthy bundle of thoughts, feelings, body sensations, and impulses. You know, like our negative or, or core beliefs, those, those beliefs that are formulated in our early years. The backstory, right? All those life experiences we had growing up, all the influences that impacted us from our families, churches, schools, neighborhoods, and friends. Yes. All of our early experiences condition us for future experiences. You know, this sets us up to believe that people in life play out in very predictable ways. And this influences uh, what I very often refer to as as our, our philosophy of life. You know, what's expected of us, what I can expect from life, you know, and then we actually seek out people in situations that confirm our life philosophy. And everyone has their own personal experience of this and their past, you know, even when it looks the same on the surface. So life philosophy may differ greatly, even within families and particular cultures. You know, it's about how each individual, you know, interpreted their many, many experiences. If we're stepping away from our old, obsolete, habitual patterns, we must develop new, improved skills to live from the best and highest selves. Well, exactly. 
you know, our lives have been governed by those years of conditioning. And as we take on the trek to the best version of ourselves, we really have to revise and recalibrate the entire system. You know, and we do this by by getting out of our heads and off the train of our minds 24-7, that thought stream. And we learn to experience other parts of ourselves. Oh, yes. We begin with very simple quieting practices, sensing the breath and sensations of the body, allowing thoughts to move like clouds across the sky of the mind. Yes. You know, it's a way of experiencing another part of ourselves. Using our body as a vessel of awareness, we access our inner GPS. Um, I kind of refer to it as our operating system, you know, which works most effectively when our minds are quiet and alert and our hearts are open to ourselves and others and our bodies are grounded in providing uh, sensory feedback. The language of this knowing is sometimes referred to as the felt sense and it's the territory of wisdom and intuition. Well, this is why you say that as humans, we're a perfect design, but come without a manual. Oh, yes. We have unrealized capacities within our innate wiring, capabilities that we've never tapped into. And it becomes our life work to make our way past our survival and safety reactivity, you know, past our backstory and all of life's seductive distractions and discover the inner mechanisms that allow us to self-regulate, self-correct, and and rewire our neural system so that full-scale health and healing are possible. This is when the power, I mean, it's really a power of being fully human can be actualized. You know, this process is, of course, you know, it's supported by the multitude of choices we make throughout our waking hours. The key is to make conscious choices rather than the knee-jerk conditioned choices And this activates those capacities that support us living our potential. And those conscious choices rely on our awareness practices. I'm I'm recalling the quote you've used from Viktor Frankl, between the stimulus and response is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. Our power is in that space and our awareness and our conscious choice give us access. Beautifully put, Anna. Beautifully put. Accessing that power is what is necessary to live fully human. It resides within the best version of ourselves. You know, so often people use, you know, being human as an excuse. You know, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm, I'm just human. What do you want? Um, I'm only human, right? And I invite you to reframe humanness as a privilege. To live fully human requires us to shed any all of the dysfunctional conditioning from our past and any pattern of thinking or behavior that blocks or interferes our access to our best and highest self and the power that accompanies that version of ourselves. Yes, we did an entire episode last spring on unpacking our conditioning I was amazed that the basis for a child's early conditioning is survival, self-preservation at the most basic level. And that becomes part of our identity with all the related patterns of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and they become habitual. So we're not questioning them. Well, that's right. 
they appear to be working for us right up to the point when we say something's not right, something's missing. There's got to be another way. And some folks, and I'm referring to mainstream America, never do ask. Okay, they, they, they never get to that point. And I'm not judging or criticizing. You know, it's just a fact. You know, their conditioning may be such that they may not recognize other possibilities or want to investigate alternatives or maybe live in environments that discourage this kind of exploration or, or maybe the distractions in everyday life continue to pacify and sedate any call to change. Yes, there are also many hidden dimensions that can trip us up things working kind of behind the scenes. You know, you talked about um, sabatures and, and the shadow. It can be demoralizing when we want to change and continue to bump into roadblocks. Yes, and we all have them. And they come in many shapes and sizes. And they reside comfortably in our unconscious mind until we disturb them with our explorations and, and our inquiries. You know, negative core beliefs, self-limiting beliefs seem to have a life of their own you know, a strength that only comes with consistent feeding and practice. So we've been unknowingly building and strengthening this part of ourselves. And it continues to tell us that we're not enough, no matter how hard we try, no matter how successful we are. It also tells us that true power is out there, out there in the external world. It's about things and possessions and influence over other people and winning the competition and being better is having more than others, and it's never enough. And then we have the shadow part of ourselves, you know, that disowned part of our ego identity. You know, it runs counter to who we want to present ourselves to be, so we banish it and unconsciously project it onto others, you know, the son of a guns, you know. Yet it's, it's alive and well and running the show from behind the scenes, tripping us up in relationships and on the job, sabotaging our self-esteem and our confidence, along with our productivity and our success. Oh, Dr. Jane, I remember you saying that it often plays out in criticizing others, along with contributing to addiction, anxiety, and depression. It's a no-win. For sure, for sure. And it requires a deep dive to discover the truth about our attachment to these vulnerabilities and dysfunctional patterns that we think keep us safe and feeling okay. The truth is they keep us from the best version of ourselves, keep us looking outside of ourselves for the answers, prevent us from knowing and accessing our own power. Oh, I love the episodes when we talked about the hero's journey. Thank you, Joseph Campbell. <laughs> it was such a gift and a relief to have the hero described as a flawed human who reluctantly accepts the challenge of the journey, which then allows them to take back their power through choices and action grounded in honor and integrity. Isn't it the best, Anna? I just love it too. It is. You know, it is. It's growth as perfectly imperfect beings. And we can use our past shortfalls and perceived failures as guides to self-correct. It's it's testimony that we haven't given up on ourselves. You know, the wrong turns from our past no longer have power over us. They become the material for change. And they're on the road to the best version of ourselves, lessons and blessings in life. We, well, absolutely, Dr. Jane. And we also looked at how our core values help to determine healthy boundaries. Oh, gosh, yeah. 
Yeah, we wanted to reframe boundaries and remove the sense of unpleasantness from it. You know, core values help us decide what we will or will not accept from ourselves and others, you know, what's important to us. So core values come in many shapes and sizes, physical, emotional, sexual, uh, conceptual, financial, spiritual, just to mention a few. Our boundaries may be different depending on the environment, right? Like work versus home or friends versus strangers. And it all starts with knowing our priorities. Well, that's right. And we also talked about what keeps us from those important priorities. Our negative self-talk, our perfectionism, could be fears, anxiety, maybe blame or shame, and several other habits, you know, that that can undermine our confidence and our self-esteem. You know, these act as barriers to our best and highest self. Yes. And even though we may have practiced these dysfunctional patterns most of our life, we have the power to change them by creating a plan, taking consistent action and being accountable and affirming of our efforts. Yes. You know, it's always about peeling back the conditioned patterns from our backstory and making new conscious choices. You know, there are so many areas of our life that we have no control over you know, people, places, the past, yet our own negative habits. Oh, yes. This is where we have control and can choose to make changes. And by anchoring into a commitment to change for good, we secure the path to access our power, our power through the best version of ourselves. Oh, my goodness. And as the year closed, we took a long, hard look at the various categories of friendship and family and what it takes to have healthy relationships. You suggested, Dr. Jane, a list of multiple qualities, all starting with us. Self-awareness, self-trust, self-respect, compassion and self-compassion, and open, honest communication. Yes, it always starts at home, doesn't it? And, and our, our, our talk also moved into um, looking at the different categories of relationships, so hopefully this helped um, help to discern the reality of the relationships and what is realistically required to maintain them and what to do if they turn toxic. Oh, and our grand finale has been the conversations about forgiveness, letting go of our grievances and grudges. Oh, what freedom, Dr. Jane. <laughs> this surely is an amazing feat. Oh, I think you're right. And to to forgive requires all the qualities that we highlighted the entire year. It's a conscious choice to step forward, knowing that we're unable to change people, places, or the past. And we take full responsibility for our own attitude and accept the things we cannot change. You know, this requires the hero within, the best version of ourselves, to take charge, knowing that it's a process and that our old way of thinking (laughs) is surely going to work to sabotage our best efforts, yet we stay close to our commitment and we stay close to our commitment with with great compassion and we release the negative thoughts and feelings that fuel the pain. And this becomes a daily practice of open-heartedness to accept the past that we can't change and people's actions that we can't change and just for today to live this moment from our best and highest self. This is our conscious choice and allows us the freedom to live fully human. Therein lies our power, Anna. 
Oh, of course. Letting go of things we can't control, seeking to do that next right thing, making this path a practice, <clears throat> excuse me, so we don't allow setbacks to halt the process, keeping our eye on the prize, which is the best version of ourselves, spending more and more of our time with the best and highest part of ourselves, and then the bonus, the power to be fully, or to I should say, the power to live fully human, my true self. That opens so many possibilities. Yes. You know, this path has required our head, our heart, our body, our spirit. We're running to something, Anna, not away from anything. We've touched upon tools that support us to focus our minds, open our hearts, ask the tough questions, energize our will, you know, inspire us to, to hear the call and do the next right thing. And even though we may have avoided it in the past or, or thought maybe it was too messy, you know, we're doing it. You know, why now? Well, because we're pulled toward right action. And this time we can't talk ourselves out of it because we seek the truth, because we are each day more committed to the greater good. It's not that this choice is a popular one or will provide you know, money or things. It's because it aligns us with the call that, that was hard to discern in the beginning, you know, but now is undeniable. And as we trust our call, we now have access to the bounty that we didn't even realize was present before, the power within us. It always operates for the greater good. So the power is here. It's here within me. It supports this path continuing forward. Always has, always will. Wow, this is so very beautiful, knowing that the power is here within all of us. Yes, Anna, the power is you. What an incredible gift, Dr. Jane. Until our next conversation. <laughs>